USC and UCLA played an absolute classic rivalry game. Uh, went down to the uh, last drive. UCLA was driving to try and take the lead. DTR throws a pick. USC escapes with a 48-45 to win over UCLA. Uh, we also had a nice win for Washington State, a blowout win for Washington. Uh, we're going to talk about all that and more in this week's Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Well, you work all week on trying to identify who the eligible receivers are. This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick this week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. So let's kick this off. How about uh, the just watch? This game is personal. Washington State went to Tucson. And uh, before this game, as you pointed out last week, Jaden Delora, the erstwhile WSU quarterback who abandoned the school to transfer to uh, an Arizona school with a far worse record, um, he had made some statements after the previous week, after their upset of UCLA, that apparently he was mad at Washington State. Well, he couldn't have been that mad because he kept giving them turnovers during this game. He seemed to be very confused about which team he was supposed to be throwing to. Four interceptions for Mr. Delora in this game. Yep, four interceptions, an absolutely abysmal performance uh, for him, and that ends Arizona's chance at uh, bowl eligibility for the year. And on the flip side, WSU gets a seventh win. They are a confirmed winning football team this year. Um, Yeah, this game, uh, when I was watching, was like real chippy business. And this is uh, similar, actually, to last week's game that Washington State had against Arizona State, where they got out to a 28-0 lead. Uh, in this game, they were up 31-6 to when the fourth quarter started, and then Arizona gets two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, on the one to make it 31-20 to with a minute 31 left in the game, the Arizona receiver Singer got up and was jawing at the WSU DB that he had scored on in a game that they were 91 seconds away from losing and the WSU player got to have the very satisfying point at the scoreboard moment. Was that, um, yeah, I saw that Arizona. So, so you look at what Delora did here, right? So he, he transferred out of WSU. I think pretty fair to say he made WSU worse by doing that. Yeah. They brought in that hotshot transfer over the off season, but he hasn't been that good cam Ward or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Delora was better, so he traded down to a Jed Fish program that, as you pointed out, will not be going to a bowl. They, yeah, they were totally jawing at WSU. Delora took some time out of his schedule during this game to get in a fight with one of his own receivers. Yeah. Uh, hit him in the face. Yeah. So that seems to be going well. Just a just a real bang-up job by Delora, um, decision-making-wise, both prior to this game and then during this game. Yeah. And I, I was watching that interview where he said, you know, just watch or whatever, you know, and he was kind of like intimating that he was like a Rolovich man and that like Rolovich was treated unfairly. He wasn't. That's what I took from it. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree if Rolovich got exactly what was coming. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's interesting. And then uh, what you're saying about Washington State, right, their, their offense is like nowhere near what it's been in previous years. Like, really, the story of the 2022 Cougs is that they're like, they're kind of like a lot like a mini Utah, you know? Their, their defense is great. <laughs> and they're really, really good. Yeah. Their quarterback manages the game. 
uh, does just enough, and that equal they they just play really sound football, and that gets them more wins than losses. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, That's so it. it's impressive that they're doing it kind of a different way than it's been done there recently. I agree. Uh, let's go with some other Arizona listlessness. The Oregon State Beaverinos uh, played Arizona State. Uh, Oregon State, uh, probably one of the tough luck team from the conference this year. You know, they were just a, a player two away from being in the mix for the Pac-12 title game at this late point in the season. Uh, against the Arizona State team, uh, they've had no joy against them. Uh, Arizona State has been dominating that rivalry, uh, or rivalry that matchup, right? But Oregon State just just a handling 31 yeah, to 7 close yeah. um complete complete whitewash from the beeves here or arizona state really hasn't had a very good season other than the one game which we yeah. keep reminiscing about which actually looms very large right now in washington's future um that was just pretty much the only game that arizona state looked legit in um oregon state just just yeah completely mopped the floor with these guys yeah, what I don't understand in this game is so last week against the Cougs, Arizona State, uh, Borgay is in in the first half, doesn't do anything. Jones come in and the game's over, but he also gets enough points to get it back within ten. You know, he's he scores all the points. So fast forward to this week, he doesn't get a snap. It's the Borgay show, and a very feeble one against that excellent. Oregon State defense. I, Oregon State, of the teams we've played this year, Washington, uh, I've been most impressed by Oregon State's defense. Yeah, except for Arizona State's defense. Also. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, I come back to that. Uh, but, yes, in a game where Washington showed up to play, Oregon State's defense has appeared to be the best that we've played. Yeah. So, I mean, they just were not having any of Borgay's bullshit. Uh, and – yeah, I mean, you look at how ineffective they were passing, and then you look at their running back who had 13 carries for 109 yards. Old Zazavian. Yeah, maybe give him the ball a few more times. Yep, that seems to be, uh, you know, easy to say now, I guess. But, yes, yeah. clearly they were wrong. All right, next up, how about a big game? Cal, Stanford. Oof, both of these teams, I think, eliminated from bull contention before this one kicked off, and so – that's really pure in a way. Nothing to play for but the pride. And Cal and their terrible offense, they get a fumble return TD from old Jackson Sermon. Uh, and they win this one 27-20. That mattered. That was an important play. Yeah. Uh, you wonder if David Shaw is on his way out of Stanford at some point, right? I mean, you wonder if they even care to fire him. Rumored to make $9 million a year. I mean, they, Stanford's a private university. They don't have to share that information, so they don't. Um, but the rumor on the street is that he's extremely well-paid, higher higher paid than most every other coach, I would assume, other than maybe Lincoln Riley at this point. Um, they are abysmal. I don't see that they're going to be that much better next year. I mean, yeah. unless something crazy happens. And they just lost to a, a god-awful Cal team. It's just no good, man. Is this a uh, – I'm scouring the college football landscape for Cliff Kingsbury landing spots. Stanford? Yeah. No, 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 no. Too fancy for them? Too – I think there's too – I don't think Kingsbury can get into the university. I don't think he can meet the admission standard. <laughs> I, 
I don't see Kingsbury being that guy. I would be shocked. I mean, uh, well, the only thing I would say for it is that he really has been a maneuverer. You know, he got out of Lubbock to L.A. and then immediately got into the Arizona. So he's like, this is a guy who likes his warm weather. You know, that's it's, the Bay. I mean, it's not as warm as, you know, Phoenix, but. I, I see uh, like University of South Florida. I think they're terrible this year. I could see like University of Houston if their coach gets picked, you know, and gets gets a new job. I could see him going there. Yeah, I, I see him. I see him staying well south of uh, Palo Alto in his next uh, coaching endeavor. I don't. Uh, his his trajectory is such that I don't. I would be very surprised if Stanford made that move. Um, they'll do something stupid like um, hire Ed McCaffrey or something, who I think is ruining a division two school right now, but um, you know, they'll, they'll, they are not, I don't think going to be in the market for a guy like Kingsbury. All right. Let's talk about uh, three. Well, you know, Washington's game, which sucked, but two other good games. How about USC and UCLA uh, monstrous game, PAC 12 title components. <laughs> and because of uh, losses elsewhere in the country, USC uh, more of a pulse uh, CFP wise. Those ranker rankings are actually coming out right now as we record this yeah and they won i mean if a barn burner i was thinking about this you think about the national narrative right now and, and over the course of this year on the big 10 and the, the amount of money that you make in the big 10 and usc's leaving the big Ten, you know leaving and ucla's leaving for the big 10 and all this nonsense and then the quality of football that they have is just awful yeah like the big Ten west is a, an embarrassment iowa who is insanely bad on offense, one of the worst offenses in all of college football, has a chance to play in the Big Ten Championship, win the West, play in the Big Ten Championship. Just, just this is a style of football that makes your eyes bleed. And meanwhile, the Pac-12 right now is actually legit, has fun, like, up and down the field games. And this USC-UCLA game is a perfect example of that, like, Late, late in the game, late in the afternoon on Saturday, you know, late in the evening on the East Coast, everybody's watching it, and two great quarterbacks going back and forth. USC gets that late pick, as you alluded to in the opening, um, pulls it off, 48-45. But just, just a shame that they are facilitating a move that's going to end, you know, what's what's shaping up to be a really fun conference right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're exactly right. That's an excellent point. I mean, it's Pac-12 is like extremely watchable right now. It's it's a heyday, and then Big Ten is just basically, you know, it's been playing all year to play this week with Michigan and Ohio State, which I think is this week. It is. Yeah, it's the only, they're the only two good teams the Big Ten really has outside of Penn State's. Like, okay. Yeah. Um. Next up, how about Oregon and Utah? This game, uh, where. Bo Nix, uh, you get this info during the week. Oh, he's not going to play. Well, they start the game and he's playing. And Oregon jumps out early in this one. Uh, but the Utes kind of claw back into it. Turnover filled was my uh, recollection of watching this game. How about three interceptions for Cam Rising for Utah? Apparently on his way out the door in Utah. Not to the NFL as we discussed last week. Yeah. Uh and to have three interceptions in a game, your team loses by a field goal. Not good. And Oregon, for their part, um, tried some razzle dazzle in there in the first half. They 
brought Ty Thompson back into the game because that seemed to work so effectively the prior week against Washington. This time, Bo Nix wasn't even hurt. They just brought him in to run a what looked like it was going to be like a reverse to the wide receiver who was then going to pitch it back to Bo Nix, who was then probably going to run a pass play. Or, so, I don't know. Some kind of like weirdness. And, of course, they fumbled the, the transition. Utah picks it up, goes in. Um, so Utah only scores 17 points in this game, and seven of it I was on a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, so literally two minutes after I got done talking about how awesome Pac-12 football has been this year, this game was horrible to watch. Um, <laughs> you know, Oregon gets the win. I guess that's all that really matters for them. They, you know, it gets them, it gets that bad taste of losing to Washington somewhat out of their mouth. Um, not all the way though, guys. You remember that? Yeah. Um, and and it gets them an opportunity where if they win, they're in this week to the Pac-12 championship game. So it wasn't pretty, but doesn't matter. They they got the job done. Yep. I, yeah. Wins, wins, win. Uh, and they control their own destiny for the Pac-12 title game. That leaves us with our last game: Washington and Colorado. Uh, the dogs uh, started scoring and didn't stop. They win this, won this thing fifty-four to seven. I ended up getting some tickets to this and uh, drove up there. Uh, game started at six. I think I left Tacoma like just before five thirty. Only missed one touchdown uh, and left before the end of the third quarter. At which point Washington was leading forty-seven to zero. Yeah, this wasn't much of a game, was it? It's kind of what we asked for. And last week we said hopefully by halftime it's in, it's not in doubt. And it wasn't. So It was not at all. This Colorado team is bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. And so I guess I guess if you're looking for positives for Washington, the positive is they didn't have a hangover from their big win the prior week in Eugene. They came out. They looked good. They didn't appear to have any major injuries going into the Apple Cup this week. Uh, always good to – you know, continue the momentum and not have a struggle fest after a big win. So, okay, <laughs> you know. And this was Colorado's third week in a row of being a greater than 30-point underdog, uh, and they did not cover any of these games. Third week in a row not covering a 30-plus point spread. Unbelievable. I mean, they Vegas, were just so bad, man. Vegas cannot give them a big enough spread, and it's going the other way this week, as we'll discuss momentarily. God, I would love to get back on Colorado if I could find any way. <laughs> uh, are you looking at this win probability graph? No. It is clean. <laughs> it is 96% at kickoff, a brief dip for a second to 94.9. On a first down and 10, there was an incomplete pass or something. Yeah. It cost us two percentage points briefly. And by the end of the first quarter, it's 99 and would – stay there i mean really it was only a 99.7 percent chance for a washington win when i decided to leave well they cut they held on yeah what you gonna do what you gonna do yeah this is like i i uh part of me wanted to stay and watch dylan morris kind of run around out there but i left right before he came into the game i did see Penix take a hit uh up 47 to 7 or yeah up 47 to zero. Or I know exactly what you're talking about. Not only a hit, but kind of like where his feet kind of like legs kind of got, like got buckled underneath him. Yeah, I was and like, I think, what are you doing? I think pretty much everybody in the stadium who pays attention to these things was like, no, 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 okay, all done, all done. Yeah. Like, thank you. <laughs> That's enough. Up. Yep. And he did. He never came back out on the field after that drive. Uh, we love it. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's like the thing, right? Is that like in these seasons where you're having a rough go, 
uh, you just beg for these games where you don't have to worry about anything, and it's just like whatever, you know. Meet, see some people you knew in college in the stands, catch up a little bit. Uh, but uh, these games do suck. <laughs> Very much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm never happy. Is the point? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, when when that Oregon game ended, I was happy for a while. <laughs> really. Yeah. No, yeah. That, I was happy after that game. Yeah. All right. So how we doing picks last week? Everybody was 500 or better. Tubby went 6-0. and That's Unbelievable. So now Butchart has a commanding uh, four-game lead over uh, four of us. Uh, Kellen, Worm, you, and myself um, headed into one of the last weeks of the season. I guess we'll have bowl season after this, but pretty much the only time that you got right left to make up any sort of meaningful ground is right now. So i got to pick wild is what you're telling me. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's start this off on Friday. How about a territorial cup on uh, Black Friday? Arizona State and Arizona, both teams eliminated from bowl contention. Uh, Arizona State having a quarterback competition uh, to see who sucks. Arizona, a little bit of an implosion last week, I'm going to say. After a big win, you know, they went in, got the Arizona a UCLA win, imploded last week. I'm taking them to bounce back this week against a bad ASU team. I have to agree with you. Yeah. I'll take Arizona right. as well. Uh, UCLA and California also on Black Friday. Uh, the Bruins are 10-point favorites in this game. Um, what the Interesting for me, just because UCLA is always like, it's tough to like gauge how much they give a shit, you know? Uh, and if they ever had an excuse to not care about a game, now that they're eliminated from Pac-12 title contention, uh, this would be a good one. Uh, Cal's offense is just so poor. Uh, this game technically is involves the, the most realistic of Washington's unrealistic chances to make the Pac-12 title game uh, in that it requires Washington would need to win against Washington State, need Oregon State to win against Oregon. Both of those could happen. But they also need Cal to beat UCLA for tiebreaker purposes. Which is not going to happen. Not going to happen, yeah. So I'll, I'll take the Bruins in this one. I'm also going to take the Bruins. All right, next up, uh, how about a little Civil War? Oregon and Oregon State. Uh, the Ducks are three-point favorites. We love to see it. Uh, on ABC, just a good rivalry game live from Corvallis. Uh, we got the Plucky Beeves are home dogs. I'm going to pick Oregon in this game. I've been against Oregon all year virtually, uh, and I'm going to throw them a fig leaf here and say Ducks cover this up. I agree with you, mostly because Oregon has a lot to play for here. They win and they're in Pac-12 championship scenario. They control their own destiny. I assume... They are aware of that and will come into this game pretty jazzed. And I am going to take them to win as well. I'm changing my pick. I want Oregon State. Fair enough. I'm I like good. their defense. It is good. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I, I give nothing to the Ducks. <laughs> good for you, man. Yeah. I don't care. I don't, where clearly, if I had just picked them to cover every game this year, I'd be tied with Butchart. But I won't. No, you would. You would be, and you won't. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, Utah and Colorado. Utah are 29.5-point favorites. Not the most point-scoring team in the country, these Utah Utes. Uh, is this the week 
Colorado gets inside a number for a Utah team. I think that are they, are they still in the mix at all? Yeah, they've got to be because like an Oregon loss and they win and UW loses. I think they're in there. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think Utah. I don't think Washington could do anything to get past Utah, conference wise. No. Nope. Oh, so, no. I'm taking Utah to cover yeah. 29 and a half points. Number's too big. Colorado. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm playing to win, dude. Yeah, good for you, man. You should. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hear about a golden shillelagh. We've got Notre Dame. We've got USC. On ABC? Oh, we got a little Pac-12 back-to-backer there on national TV. Yeah. Um USC are five and a half point favorites in this game. What Notre Dame are we getting here? Are we getting this team here that beat Clemson? Or are we getting this team that lost to Marshall? I think we're getting a team that's going to lose to USC by double digits, is my guess. I'm taking USC. It's at the Coliseum. It is. I might have been more interested in taking Notre Dame. If I think USC, I mean, USC is like win and in for the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they got to win the Pac-12 title game as well, but yeah, they're already clinched the Pac-12 title game, two more wins and they're definitely in the playoff. <coughs> yeah. They got too much to play for. I really wanted to take Notre Dame in this game, but I have to call say enough's enough and take USC, even though I think USC are frauds. I agree with you. Their defense certainly is. Yeah. Their defense is abysmal, but Notre Dame's offense is terrible. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All righty. Uh, how about BYU and Stanford? Uh, why are we doing this, says yeah. BYU's logo to me. Why is this happening? I don't know, but I can't in good conscience pick Stanford to do anything on a football field this year, so I'm going to take BYU. Yeah, I got to take BYU also. Uh, did Stanford beat Notre Dame? He did. God damn it. Notre Dame. <laughs> Give me Stanford. I switch in my pick. I love it, dude. <laughs> oh no! How did they? How did Notre Dame lose to them? Stanford and Marshall, and arguably Stanford is the worst loss of those two. A hundred percent. Um, so I yep. want to look up the Mar- Marshall record. I mean, is this a bowl team we're talking about here? Yeah, they're seven and four. Yeah. Better in Stanford. I'll tell you that. 100%. Uh, still uh, Cardinal all the way. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Give me one more shocker. Uh, then lastly, we have an Apple Cup. Great game here. Uh, we've got WCU minus two. <clears throat> kind of a flip of what the series has been in recent years in terms – it recently has been Washington coming in with the lights-out defense against Washington State's uh, uh, prolific offense – uh, Washington Huskies are the team that uh, goes up and down the field and scores points against the Cougs. Uh, night game, which will be interesting in Pullman. I'm going to do a quick uh, weather check. What's the who's, what's the line here? Dogs minus two. Okay. I think said W2 minus two. So is UW favored slightly? <clears throat> UW road favorites slightly in this game. We've got... I believe potential snow, it will be below freezing, I would think. 
Yeah, snow showers. Dogs all day. I mean, we're gonna. I would. I would think we're gonna win. I, th- I, d- I think they're going to run into the problem that we're going to score 34 points. Yeah. Yeah, our offense, after a, a brief hiccup in the middle of the season, UW's offense has figured it out again and um, has moved back into that untouchable range. Uh, maybe Oregon State did a decent job of, um, of reining it in a little bit. Oh, they did great. I, t- I still think we were lucky to win that game. We were. But I don't think... WC is going to have quite that much success. I don't know. They have a really aggressive front seven. So if they can get pressure on Phoenix, they can, they can make some stuff happen. But I also think that if, if Phoenix can go over the top on them a few times and stretch them out a little bit, it's going to be tough. Um, whatever. Dogs, dude. We win the Apple Cup. That's how it goes. Let's go, baby. All right. I love that. I love that. All right. So that's good. We got this one in quick. It'll be uh, posted for people to listen to uh, by uh, when they're driving to Thanksgiving stuff, which I'm excited about that. Um, excellent. Good work. Anything else? We did it. All right. That does it for this week's Eligible Receivers. For Eric, I'm Warren. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week.